0: This episode of Hunting Camp Down Under is brought to you by Ridgeline. Ridgeline have just released their new performance range. Featuring brand new styles and high performance fabrics for winter 2020. One of the highlights is the new Ascent Jacket for men and women. The new Ascent soft shell jacket is designed for use as a performance layering piece and has been rigorously tested in the South Island of New Zealand. The new Ridgeline performance range features a new Real Tree Escape camouflage print. It fits into the environment you hunt in and the colours appear to adapt to the terrain. All the new gear is available in Australia and New Zealand, and for your local stockists, check out the website, www.ridgelineclothing.com.au. This episode is proudly brought to you by Zeiss Optics. The legendary Zeiss binoculars are founded on exceptional optical performance, outstanding ergonomics, and robust construction. Zeiss innovations have constantly expanded the limits of what's technically possible. Generations of hunters and shooters swear by their Zeiss binoculars, being heirloom quality products that are passed down from generation to generation, together with the stores that came with them. Experience the Zeiss Victory SF, the most versatile premium binoculars in the company's 165-year history. Find your local stockist at www.osaaustralia.com.au. With the crazy world we live in today, many of us seek the adventure of the unknown. Join us everyday Aussies, from all walks of life, share stories from men and women of all hunting camps. From tips and techniques, to the emotional roller coaster ride of fulfilling a lifelong dream. There is a story to be told by all. Welcome to Hunting Camp Down Under. Yeah, it was pretty funny,
1: and then we continued packing up, cut her up and walked out. Oh, off you go. Yeah, that's right. pretty good.
0: On that note, Risk and Nick, how are you guys? Good. So good. going good. We're gonna do. Okay. We're doing a bit of a video one here. We have got a little bit more. Well, we usually only do audio, but they're good looking people, so we thought we'd do a <laughs> video up.
2: We're
0: in our PJs. <laughs> hey, so am I. Don't worry. I'm sitting in my bed. So. <laughs> What's going on, Nick? You are. Uh, well, whose turn is to hunt? Who's got the first deer this year? Oh. Well, it
2: should be me, but I've been pretty busy at work.
0: Ah, what do you do, Mariska?
2: Um, we have a potato farm, so yeah, I, I work know. there mostly in the office. So
0: yeah, is it harvest season now? Or
2: yeah, it is our harvest season now. It's been super busy. Yeah, everyone's been really panic buying spots. That's <laughs> <So>, great, <laughs> mate. They're panic buying.
0: They're panic buying fucking everything at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> mate. I went to I went into Woolies last yesterday. No, I haven't been to town for like a week and a half, and we've got. Well, we're just talking about you know doors closed to public and that kind of stuff. And no joke, mate. There's ten thousand people in town. I'm like, well, why have businesses got their doors closed when every bastard's in here? Yeah. I can't yeah, understand
2: exactly.
0: it. Oh. It's crazy. It's
2: super crazy.
0: And Nick, you're a builder and obviously got the leave pass at the moment. So um, what's, been yeah. going on, what's going on in the deer scene?
1: Oh, well, yeah, not a great deal at the moment. They're pretty quiet, really. So
0: so it is the north of April we're doing this one. So it'll be, well, this time will come out. It'll be a week's time. But they've been, they have been a little bit quiet. We're just sort of running through that a little bit with a few lads that we know in different areas. Everyone's still got the same stories, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, hopefully in the next week or so they kick off and have a crack.
0: Yep. What do you reckon it's coming down to at the moment?
1: Oh, I really don't know. I think where I am, it's a lot of hunting pressure. That's yep. probably not really helping much. But, um, yeah, weather's guys, actually been You guys Vic or good. New South Wales? Uh, Vic. Yeah, Vic. Yeah, bottom of Vic. Yep.
0: So. Well, you're, yeah, you're, plenty of fun. So the old, uh, the old rules haven't cut down the uh, hunting population yet?
1: No, not at all. Everyone lives pretty much two minutes away from where they hunt, so yeah. Um, did, did
0: they can? Did they can it all together? Like is hunting canned all together in Victoria? or? Ah,
1: uh, you're allowed to hunt if it's own place.
0: Ah, uh, gotcha.
1: If you don't have to leave your property, so we we got deer in the back paddock as well. So yeah, we're pretty pretty lucky. Yeah, you're doing it tough.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Not nah, very good. Well, kick us off. We'll uh, Mariska. are going to start with you because. Nick, Nick's already had the microphone for ten minutes, so we're gonna start with you, mate. But, um, mate, tell us sort of your your background. Um, you're obviously both very avid, um, married couple that both hunt. It's uh, a pretty awesome combination in my eyes. But, um, you know, tell us a little bit your growing up. You know how you got into it. Were you born into it? And, um, give us no. A so, um,
2: I grew up like in regional Victoria, so super country. But I'm pretty lived it in a really shell life, I guess. And yep. I'd never know hunting existed until I met Nick. <laughs> and like honest, I literally thought only law enforcement and bad guys had guns.
0: Yeah right <laughs> That's that's and very easy. I wouldn't have picked that mate, I've got to be honest with you, but go for it.
2: Yeah, so I, and when I met Nick, he had guns and he hunted and I was like, uh oh, okay, like this is a little bit crazy. All my friends were like this is wild. Like they were like, I did not expect you to do this yep. or be involved. Um, so that was that. That's sort of how I got into it. And it was probably about three to four years into our relationship where I actually started participating. Yep. And then I went out and I shot my first fellow spiky.
0: Yep. Yep. Cool. How old, how old cool. were you guys when you got together?
2: We were 18.
0: Yep. Right. On. Yep. So you, I mean, yeah, definitely old enough to know what was going on. So it's sort of, um, yeah, <laughs> you know, I guess I can't help but ask, you know, yeah, especially with peer pressure is probably one of them things. But, you know, how was it to try and explain it to your peers that you're dating a bloke that's a mad rifle shooter and, you know, that's what you're going to go and do out on the weekend?
2: Yes, yeah, so that was a hard one for sure. So, like, explaining that guns were actually safe and don't just shoot you and yep. that you are safe in the outdoors. And why do you kill the animals? Yep. Well, like, that was a huge one. That's something that I copped a lot of, like, why would you just go and take their lives? Yep. And then you had to explain to them that you're actually using the meat and everything like that. And then they seem to be pretty cool with it. So. Yeah,
0: that's interesting. I mean, it, it's obviously something that we know and probably 95% of the people that listen to this podcast are probably going to be under the same... <laughs> Yeah. same uh, same thing so but you know what was what did you find that i wouldn't call it a magic potion but you know what was the easiest way for you to get around that conversation
2: um it's a difficult one i guess one assessing if they were open to like hearing the wife. Yeah,
0: yeah good point very good point
2: because um, if they're not it's really you're wasting your own breath yep but um Normally, they're sort of interested in the food aspect before you start talking about trophy hunting.
0: Uh-huh.
2: So when you're saying you're getting it for me and you talk about like lifestyle, local miles, you know, it's good for the environment and you're yeah. helping other farmers and stuff like that. They're fairly into it.
0: Yeah, yeah, righto. Yeah. Yep. And were you in a – and and apologize because I, I don't know Victoria of limited limited experience with Victoria but, you know, are you in an area that – you know, because obviously geographically, sometimes things are accepted a little bit easier than than other areas. So, city versus country. Were you in an area that was going to be a little bit more open, open-minded to it?
2: Yeah. Well, I like literally live in a small country town. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. where I've grown up, and that's where we live now. And now that I've been sort of open to the whole hunting community, there is so many people that hunt. It's just like something that was so taboo. And no one spoke about yep. at
0: school. Did you, how, how did it grab you? And I'm, I'm sorry to sort of jump really down a rabbit hole you, but I'm very, I'm fascinated. Obviously, you know, being a, a lady in the industry and, you know, presents it very well. You know, I'm interested to see what the what the grab was for you. You know, when obviously, you know, I obviously helped that Nick was into it, but, you know, what was in it for you? Apart from spending time together, you know, what, what grabbed you about it?
2: Well, definitely like the adventures that we shared together. But what really grabbed me was harvesting your own food. The Like um, like going to the supermarket is so different to going out, shooting a deer, harvesting that, using your own meat. You know where it's come from. You know the food miles that have gone into it. So it's good for the environment. Mm-hmm. And then you're packing it into your freezer and it's, it sort of makes you feel good, like using the whole animal, and you've processed it all from start to finish. Yep.
0: Yep. So did that? Did that ever? It's always a question I want to ask, and unfortunately, you're coping it. But did that ever get old for you? Like, did that? Did you kind of get over that aspect? as that's why you did it, or is it just always ingrained in you?
2: Um. No, that still still really interests me because I'm a real sort of passionate cooker. So that helps. <laughs> it's always different. Things that I want to try with the meat, or we're doing new sausage variations all the time. So that's super fun.
0: Nick, Nick's there going. I just want to say the biggest buck. I can I I. So. Yeah. <laughs> he tells me don't shoot the dory. <laughs> hey, it, it oh, comes shit. out of this. It comes out of all of us. Don't you worry. I've got a story to 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 actually put put a. I proved that point, but, but um, yeah, it
1: was, it's one of them things. though. like you shoot the does, the bucks don't turn up like that. only come there for the girls, so yep. Um, it's like a party, yeah. mate.
0: If it was all bikes, mate, no two could turn up. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I say you can still eat the bucks, like, yeah. Turn yeah, and then the small goods, and they're just as good. But yeah, when we want to, when we want some good steaks, we shoot half-grown ones. Yep.
0: Yep. So, and uh, look, you guys are, you know, we're, we're going to get to know a little bit more about this, but you guys are very. You know it's very much part of your life, you know from the conversation that we've had um and we met down at bendigo um I mean Nick that we've probably followed each other for quite some time now, but um you know it's very much part of your life you know has has that always been the way since you've been together, or was it a probably this one's probably aimed a little bit your at you, Nick, but you know was it something you had to sort of ease on Mariska, or it was like all or nothing
1: uh yeah, well, I pretty much grew up with it from the moment I could walk or talk. So, I was sort of like, I wasn't going to change what I was doing, and <laughs> it. Like, take or like, leave like, it. Yeah, yeah, I sort of eased Missy into it, like, and then as soon as she took a little bit of interest, I was like, "Yep, definitely taking her along." Yep. <laughs> so jumped on that pretty quick.
0: Yeah, Yep. Yeah. and mate, it's it, uh, it obviously you 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 know was your did you have family that was always into it, mate? Like, was it? You know, it was as part of the family thing for you. Like, tell us a little bit about your growing up.
1: Yeah, so Dad, like, he took me hunting, like, from the moment I can remember. Like, literally, we got photos of me probably, you know, in a backpack at two years old, getting carried around the hills. So, um, yeah, as early as I can remember, I was hunting deer and, yeah, pretty much well, everything, really. Like, yep. rabbits, foxes, all the way up to deer. Yep. So, um, yeah.
0: And they all always into the butchering. Like, you know, it was always utilised and that kind of stuff way back then.
1: Yeah, yeah, Dad, like literally back, oh, back when I was a kid, like we'd be lucky to, you know, shoot a deer a year, sort of thing. So um, getting a deer was a pretty big thing, and like no matter what it was, a yep. hind stag or anything, and every last bit it was carried out, no matter how far in the bush it was.
0: Yeah.
1: So I remember when oh, I think we we're about ten or eleven, or fourteen ks in the Dargo there, and Dad shot like a about oh, I think it was like twenty inch stag, sort of thing. We carried every last bit of it out, and. Um, yeah, it was great. And that's just
0: how we grew up and what we've done. Yep. So you, really. To you, that was kind of like, um, obviously, that was just all you knew. And, you know, obviously, we we all sort of push into the trophy sort of side of things. You know, there's nothing nothing better than seeing a big stag or a big buck in that shot. And yeah.
2: Let's well, yeah. just to be
0: honest, you know, that's what drives us to, to do the, the more and more. Um, but knowing that that was sort of ingrained to you as much as it was, was that easy to pass on to, to Missy, um, knowing that – you know, you, you, you did it from, from pretty much from that's all you knew. Was that easy to pass on?
1: Yeah, oh, sort of. Yeah, I just told her what, what i done and how i done it and why I'd done it. And yep. yeah, Missy sort of picked it up. And at first, like she said, like it wasn't like what, for three years or something. Yeah,
2: I was so busy because I was working and studying. So I was doing, I was studying at uni. Yep. And I was working full time as well, so my free time was very limited.
1: So,
0: and, <laughs> and Nick's just like, "Yeah, this is awesome." <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I was
1: just hunting, you know, two, three times a week, and every weekend. And then um, I think Missy started. I oh, he started yeah, helping to standing. cut Same. up, Sorry. cut up all the deer. Like, yep. started with the butcher inside of it. Then she progressed to actually coming out and like watching. Well, I suppose participating, but not actually shooting anything. Um, and then she got a license and game license and yeah, done a bit of target practice and then pretty much went straight to deer. Like most people started rabbits <laughs> and worked their way up, but yeah, Missy started straight into it. and worked her way down.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Missy, what was your first caliber? Do you remember?
2: Uh, yeah, it was a weight.
0: Yeah, I've seen you muck around. Nick just threw you straight yeah. in there.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think,
0: what was it, like a week later you shot a deer? Yeah. How was, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you know, we see a lot of videos and, you know, like I'm a, I'm a massive meat eater fan and, you know, I've seen Renella and that taking out, you know, new hunters and that. And obviously they're pretty extremists over there with their emotions and things. But, you know, in all honesty, how was it for you? You know, you'd obviously been and you know, three years of pretty good warm-up. As far as what goes on, but Missy, like how was it when you finally pulled the trigger and you walked up to your own, like, like what was that? Was it relief? Um, like was it, uh, was it overwhelming? The emotions
2: you know? were so crazy because we sort of had been watching these deer and um, we sort of walked down the hill and they sort of winded us. So the doe in particular, uh, the spiky sort of went up. So we started walking up, up, up. And then we ended up on top of it. And then we were about fifty meters away from it. And you can just hear it eating the grass. And the like, my adrenaline was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> And I had to take a free arm shot. And um, Nick's are like, when Nick gets super excited, he's like shaking. And we're like, oh, my God, are you having a heart attack? Like, what's happening? And you're okay? like, hey. And I'm trying to shoot this deal. we like. And then um, I pulled the trigger and it just like dropped on the spot and then rolled into this prickle bush. So I wasn't really super impressed about that. (laughs) But I was so excited I got it. But when I got up to it, like, I don't know, it was just so much emotion as I started crying. I was so excited. I was happy. I was like, the hell? I've actually done this.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know? And then um, we had to get out of the Prickle bush. Nick actually got it out of the bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: um, it was really cool. And then we, oh, and then we cut, cut it up a couple of days later, let it hang to do yep. everything like that. Yep. So it's that was super cool. And actually, my family ate some of that. Yeah, we called it like beef mm-hmm. Yeah, because yep. they're not super keen on this whole venison thing.
0: Yeah, righto. Interesting. Yep.
2: Yeah. So I, that's why we called them like beef. So what,
0: <laughs> did you have beef at the wedding?
2: No, so we <laughs> had a um, red deer that we shot on our fifth or sixth year anniversary. Awesome, as a display piece um, at the place that we got married.
0: Yeah, very good.
2: I yeah, like it. Was it, super cool. was it well accepted? Yeah, yeah. Thank God, like um, the person that owns it, her husband was a hunter, ah, so that cool. made it a lot easier. Yep, Our yep. celebrant was not a hunter, and Nick shared some crazy ideas, and she's like, "How about
1: a no?" Yeah, well, she did say to me, she goes, "You can do anything, anything you like, anything that personalises you too And I said, "Well, how about we have a couple of doves behind the arbor, and then you know, when instead of confetti, we just release the doves, <laughs> you know, shoot them over the lake and." Yeah, that, she wasn't overly to she, she goes, I would just drop the microphone and probably leave. So we uh, okay,
0: we won't do that. Oh, <laughs> man. I've got to say, man, you took it to extremes. I'm just thinking, oh, you know, make a couple of clays or something like that. Nah, let's let some doves go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the legality
1: of it. But,
0: yeah. Oh, worth. Well. You know, we're pushing those boundaries all the time, aren't we? But, um, <laughs> no, nah, that, oh, that's awesome. That's so funny. I don't even know where to go from there. Doves. <laughs> <Dubs. laughs> oh, so good. Well, I mean, obviously, um, Nicky, you, you know, you guys have traveled, um, oh, you know, quite extensively, but, you know, what, how did it sort of progress for both of you? Um, Nick, you can start off on this one, but you know, how when did stuff sort of get serious from you? When you sort of, I guess, got out of their own backyard and and started pushing forward into the, you know, to, the, I guess, you know, to where you are now. You know, some of your contacts you got, you know, you you sort of mixing it with, you know, a lot of the boys that we know. Um, you know, how did how did that sort of come about, and and what was sort of the turning point for you? Yeah, well,
1: um, it's sort of hard to pinpoint an exact time, but like. I just hunted a lot around here and like, shot a fair bit of stuff around here. And then sort of, oh, since I was a kid, always looked at like tar and chamois and that and always wanted to do a tar hunt. So yep. that was sort of like the first like overseas sort of. And New Zealand's a pretty friendly sort of place to, you know, venture out to. So. Yeah, pretty easy going. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was the first one. Um, I've been over there, Clay, Target shooting before, like with the school team. But, um, yeah, I wanted to go back and do a tar hunt. So we've done that. or oh, maybe Misty done that. I can't remember how long ago that was. It was probably maybe six, yeah, six years ago or something like that. Okay. So, <clears throat> probably might have been like twenty or something like that. So yep. Um, yeah, we went over there and done that. Um, we went with a guide that time. Um, it wasn't too bad. So we shot a couple of tar. Um yep. And then yeah, we've been back a few or th- three times since I think. And wow. yeah, we've done really well. Shot some really good balls. And yep. Yeah, awesome
0: place to hunt. So going back, you know, obviously, you know, you made the call to – and I always ask this question because I always like to, I guess, set it up for, for, you know, a lot of guys that listen to this, you know, sort of haven't done what we've done as far as the traveling and those kind of things, but sort of just run us through. New Zealand was always on on your hit list. You know, you want to go and chase a tar. You know, talk us through some of the setup, you know, as far as, you know, Picking the outfitter and you know a little bit of the organisation, if you can remember, and I, I was going back a little bit, but yeah, well, just step us through that I process.
1: Remember, um Meeting the outfitter because I was actually at the local archery club, and he was over here um at the same time at the same archery club, and got yakking to him, and turned out he was a guide in New Zealand. So and he was over here, and anyway, we went out for a couple of hunts around here, just on the fellow on that, and then yep. we ended up just going back with him, and yeah, that's that was pretty simple, really. Like didn't have to do much. Yeah, I suppose yeah into it so um but yeah like oh, I, I love the diy in new zealand Like that, yep. you can't beat it really. yeah um and it's super easy to do you just gotta have the right gear and be a little bit prepared and yep um yeah be prepared to be sitting in town for a few <laughs> days and get bad weather as well so that, that's yeah. probably that's probably one of the main things really you gotta be or well, if you go there with no expectations you generally do pretty well yeah like offline, like, yep. if you have expectations, you seem to not do very well.
0: I've thrown that yeah. one around a lot, as you probably know. Um, and I think I think a lot of the uh, the result of the hunt, so to speak, whether it's, you know, depending on what you put it on, it all comes back to how you prepare um, your expectations. And I really appreciate you sort of saying that because, yeah, going in with minimal expectations, I think, yeah, everything's a bonus on top, yeah. you know, no matter what happens, especially on an experience level. Um, yeah, Missy, how did you find, you know, going to New Zealand? Because obviously, um, climate-wise and and obviously, those kind of things can be extreme. And obviously, from being a lady in the backcountry, like, how did you find it? How did you adapt to it? Um, obviously, you've done it a few times now. But, um, you know, tell us sort of from your side, you know, how you how you looked at it going in.
2: Well, I was a little bit unprepared what the first time we went, for sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I, I, mate, these, these are the best stories, mate, like – because that's where we learn.
2: I was under the impression, except when we got there, the weather was bad so we couldn't fly in. So we walked in every day. Mm-hmm. So we were doing some serious miles and my legs hurt a bit. Um, <laughs> and there was a few river, uh, river jumpings and yep. stuff like that. I'm not the best jumper in the world. Right. Yep. so.
1: <laughs> there was a few times she went into her neck. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so walking with wet boots and pants and a couple of injuries along the way. But it was pretty good. Some of the shots you were taking were fairly long shots, so I wish I sort of had practiced that a little bit more. Yep. And um, when we've done DIY and sort of flown in, that was so much more fun and it's just such a different world when you start getting into those mountains. Mm -hmm. Just the environment's different. Um, I don't know how you can sort of really prepare for that. Um yeah it, it's interesting for sure.
0: Yeah. So breaking that down a little bit more obviously you we we call it you know we say prepare but do you prepare when you say prepare do you mean it from like a fitness point of view or an expectation of mental mental strength or yeah, like so how, fitness how do you set and, it up?
2: Yeah so fitness uh, fitness and mental for sure. Um I talk myself like you can do this and do a lot of like you know, self-mantras and talk myself up that I am going out into the wild and I can do it. My sort of background is not outdoorsy at all. So Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, so that's a different side of me when I get out there and do it, but I love it. I love being hands-on. And at the end of the day when we're sleeping back on our mats, I go, I've done it. Like yep. how awesome is that? So my expectation isn't always from a hunting aspect sometimes it's from fitness sometimes it's just from being out there so anything is a bonus if i shoot an animal that day i'm so happy and thrilled
0: yep yep so let's put it in a way that um we're booking a hunt we're organizing a hunt we're going to go rona's not here we're going in we're going in six weeks time we've we've decided we've we've done our training we've done our fitness training uh we've decided that we're going to book in six weeks missy how how would you say my wife's coming as well like what what if you had the ability to be next to her at daily, like what would you be stepping her through as far as gear? Um, you know, how would you be preparing someone, even if to say that you were guiding them over there, how would you prepare someone from a female's point of view?
2: Yeah, so I would definitely suggest you do some backpack hunting previous yep. to this.
0: Yep, not um, straight into it.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, I did a couple backpack trips before we went on a like DIY hunt. And I mean, the first backpack trip, I think I carried way too many clothes. So then you sort of broke down exactly what you needed. Yep. And what was functional and what you could live without. Yep. So as long as you had good base layers, multiple changes of socks and undies and bras and stuff like that. Yep. You're pretty set and good sleeping bags and good sleeping mats.
0: Yep. They're the it key was for really you.
2: Yeah. Um, definitely. Go to like a bush bathroom. And don't practice
0: that like out in the bush for the first time, because <laughs> <laughs> that was daunting. Yep, yep. Well, I mean, it's we laugh at it, and I'm glad we can. But it's something that uh, you know probably puts a lot of people, and especially women, it probably puts them off from actually experience. And what we go out as far as, and you know, I hate to call it a bloke sport or anything like that kind of stuff, but you know, because there is. You know, you've found it and that plenty of others have as well. But if we can organize those things and, and talk through those things to help prepare, especially from a bloke's point of view, you know, if we can help our partners prepare for this kind of stuff and say, look, we can do this. This is the couple of little things we've got to do differently. Um, you know, we might get more out there.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: What would you say is the number one thing that you wish you had done differently, even after the few times that you've been? What's the number Ooh. one thing that you'd sort of go, this is which I wish I wish I had done differently?
2: I think we definitely needed to pack more food. Yeah. And <laughs> that was number one. Um, and good food. I sort of went for these health food bars, which were terrible. Once you're stuck in the mountain, um you know, got <laughs> Go look after yourself, mate. You do.
0: Yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so good food definitely helps and it makes you look <clears throat> it makes you look forward to getting back to camp. Mm-hmm. Um Carrying your own pack and knowing what's in your pack definitely don't rely on someone else too. So that was something that I learned.
0: It's funny you say that because that's something that I was told very early with my American stuff that even though an outfitter will say don't worry about your tent, you don't need to bring your own and you know sleeping mat etc. Always take your own stuff and say no, good things. It's funny you say that. There must be something in it.
2: <laughs> yes. And if you're traveling abroad, make sure you've checked your paperwork and everything like that prior to you going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: that's a huge one. Yeah, touch wood, we
0: haven't had any issues. Yeah. With, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, in, in, look, I, I've got to be honest, I haven't travelled with rifles or anything either. So step us through the process of how that works. Let's just talk New Zealand for now because I know every country is different. What, what is the process of, of taking your rifle over?
2: So it'd be contacting the airlines. Um, that's the first bit, and then, God, I haven't done it for a couple of years. So, this is next.
1: Yeah, you got to get. Um, what is it? Yeah. No, I can't remember if time we have got a we've got a checklist. We should have had it.
2: Handy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, we've pretty got a checklist that we go through every time. Yep, good idea. To make sure we don't miss anything. Um, yeah, because otherwise you forget like we do now, but. You're needing a permission to carry a firearm yep. from the airline, and some airlines won't even take your firearm.
0: Yeah, right. So, yep.
1: And others won't bring your trophies back, or yep. it's a bit, a bit of a pain, really. Um, so,
0: a lot of this is preparations is key, it's probably where we're leading to. Yeah, yeah. Leading yeah, yeah. In the end of the year, you know, to probably wrap this side sort of the, the hunt up, but, you know, preparation for both of you guys and anyone else, you know, starting further out. And make you know, it sounds a little bit dicky by having a checklist and stuff like that. But I think it it's key to make sure that you, you are very prepared once you go in. Especially on the yeah. DIY stuff.
1: Yeah. And I think um we haven't been back since New Zealand changed their laws, but I'm pretty sure it's like you gotta apply for your license over there. It's like a month in advance or something now. Yep. Like beforehand it wasn't as I think yeah. you get it within a week or something or and
0: that's hunting it that's hunting license or firearm permit.
1: Uh, I think that was a firearms man. Yep. Oh, firearms license, temporary yeah. firearms license. Temporary,
0: yeah. yep.
1: yep, yep. I think um, a heap of Australians got caught out. When that came in, it, it came in overnight, and um pretty sure a heap of them got caught out because they weren't allowed to pick up their guns at the airport. Oh, shit. Uh, I think it was, what, last year or the year before came
2: yeah, something
0: in. something like yeah. that, fairly recent. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. i was trying to think that was – yeah, it was an uproar because you. Yeah, everyone was talking about it. But
1: yeah, yeah,
0: I show. I guess so. It goes to show you they can do everything overnight, can't they? But um.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, uh, Nick, you know, coming from from yourself, mate. What's, you know, some of the preparation things for you? But you know, what's one thing that you're sort of, you know, you won't go out go without, and one thing that you're pretty happy to leave at home.
1: Um. Oh. Pretty easy going, really, but like on the safety side of things i just carry a um like a garment in reach
0: yep. everywhere i
1: go um especially in new zealand like it's been that handy like yep. even not even for the safety aspect like i've talked to the pilot um like we shot oh we shot i think six tar between me and my dad last time and we done that in the first sort of day and then um we're like, well we're not going to sit in here for another five days so i just messaged the pilot and He come picked us up and moved us around the side and ended up hunting some chamois as well. So, yeah, nice. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty important, I reckon. Um, Obviously, good gear too. Like the first time we went over, it was like minus 10, and me and Missy were like in thermals and clothes and triple socks and (laughs) cuddled up to each other in our sleeping bags. And we thought we're going to bloody freeze to death. Yeah. Um,
0: It wasn't like it was minus
1: 10, but that's not even that cold, really. But just, I don't know, it was bitterly cold
0: yep yep From what wet. um go for it mate missy go for it
2: it was wet as well i had like heaps of like, misty yeah. rain in the air as
0: well which doesn't help it was just shit yeah miserable crap
1: yeah you couldn't see through it we couldn't hunt for four days Yep. and we just sat in our tent for four days and if you hopped out for more than five minutes you just covered like you'd be soaked by like just like moisture particles in the air
0: yep yep uh, what, um, step us briefly through and, and you guys don't know this as we're recording, but, uh, I had, uh, Mark Pitts was on, uh, on the last episode and he sort of stepped us through some gear as well. And he was very, you no, know, they're obviously very minimalist. They're, they're pretty extreme. Like how far they're going in and those kind of things. Um, obviously hunts for the Stanowski boys and those kind of things, but, um, you know, from a comfort point of view, is there is there things that you will sort of be a little bit more lenient on it as you step us through through your gear on a DIY sort of say tar. Um Nick, I'll start with you. You know, what's sort of from boots up? What are you running?
1: Um, so I'm pretty pretty easy going, really. Um, I just got like yeah, Ridgeline boots. Um, I just take oh, well, depends on how many days I go for. I pretty much take a pair of socks for every day, and then okay. an, extra, an extra two pairs. Um, because I don't mind having wet boots, but I hate having wet socks. Like, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, pulling on wet, freezing socks is pretty average. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah take a couple of pairs of thermals, tops and bottom, and then um, yeah, I just normally take two pairs of pants, a couple of t-shirts, a couple of jumpers, and like a proper like proper jacket, like rainproof, and um. Windproof and yep. So you're, really. you're
0: using your main jacket, and it just always interests me because I'm a bit of a like I, I love layering, um, but I'm a puffy ja- jacket fan. But mind you, I haven't done New Zealand, so um, I've done Alaska in the wetness, if that makes sense. But um, so I'm yet to get my ass kicked that much yet. But um, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we never
1: took any puffy jackets to New Zealand, did we? Like no. we just yeah, we just um, probably would have been
0: good. Oh, I'd definitely take one now. Like, yep. Just,
2: yep. As a mid layer, because you wouldn't be wearing anything Yeah, because yeah. yeah,
0: obviously you have got those days it's cold but not wet, and and that's always yeah, exactly. you know I've yeah. always, of late, um, I've been bouncing around. You know, I've previously worn down, uh, but I'm probably more going as I as I sort of plan to do a New Zealand hunt as soon as I can. Um, I'm probably more leaning towards synthetics. I know they don't quite as packable and those kind of things, but just the the wear and tear and. You know, the ability to probably handle moisture a little bit better, that's why I'm sort of liking that synthetic stuff. But what's your sort of take on that? How would you move forward?
1: Um, yeah, I don't really get that far into it, to be honest. Like, I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty laid back. To the <laughs>
0: you couldn't give a little um, rat's ass, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I'm pretty, pretty relaxed, really. Like, um, yeah, I just make sure I take enough clothes and, yep. yeah, just tough it out, really. I don't yep. really look that far into it. I, I should, I should probably because I'll get caught out one day and probably, um. Half freeze to death, but yeah, I'm pretty,
0: pretty relaxed, really. Australian hardly gets pneumonia in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I
1: haven't really been, haven't come close. I nearly got pneumonia in Australia, but yeah, yeah. it can happen.
0: <laughs> but I mean, you know, that's the thing. It is just that it's kind of been prepared, but not being over the top in it. Like it's sort of, yeah, you, know, you yeah. can't really take take the kitchen sink, but at the same time. You know, you, you are in country there that can can catch you out. Um, you know, yeah, you're obviously pretty honest in saying I've been lucky. Like, obviously that's a that's a pretty good call. You know, obviously having Missy with you, yeah, you, know, you. There's two of you, so you can sort of obviously if there's a little bit of um, you know, burning in the tent, you can create warmth and that together and that kind of stuff, which yeah, in in yeah. emergency situations can be vital. Um, yeah, and we we
1: only like go in the spring too, like yep. but you know you can still have pretty bloody cold nights in the spring and there's still heaps of snow about like we're still like walking through snow on that like it's still cold but nowhere near like if i was gonna do like a winter hunt i'd definitely um talk to a few blokes that know exactly what they're doing with the gear and um probably prepare a little bit more gear wise but in the spring i sort of you know
0: got a little bit more leniency there
1: yeah 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 like it still gets warm during the day and every time we've been, it's been warm during the day and yeah it might be 10 degrees or something but it's still a lot warmer than zero yeah um. Yeah.
0: But. And what other stuff you done? You guys. Um. You know, obviously, apart from your local hunt in New Zealand, have you, have you sort of travelled abroad anywhere else or? Yeah. We did Mouflon for
2: our honeymoon
0: last year. That's right. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so was super that was pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that was in Hawaii. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, actually, we. Yeah, I have to tell that story because that was pretty cool. I mean, Mouflon, I don't know a lot about. I mean, I I know of them, but. Um yeah I sort of haven't followed him greatly you know was that sort of part of the plan Nick to go um, to Hawaii to get mufon or uh yeah well pretty much
1: when we're in the mountains in New Zealand I proposed to Missy and then I was like on our honeymoon I want to hunt mufon <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah it was pretty much from the get-go we'll sort of yeah gonna hunt something on the honeymoon so um yeah I've always wanted to hunt mufon so <clears throat> we looked into it and talked to a few fellas and a um, bloke we got to know he looked after us pretty well over there, and yeah, it was really good.
0: What um, what part of New Hawaii were you on?
2: Um,
1: what was it? Big Island.
2: The Big Island.
0: I guess a the
1: islands, to be honest. We went to a couple of them. There's yeah. eight of them. Yep. Yeah, pretty big. sure it was the Big Island that we ended up hunting on. Um, I think
0: that's where most of the sort of hunting's done. That and the and the Chittal are on there too, or axis they call them, but
1: um, yeah, right on there I'll, as well. I don't think there's chitterl on the
2: Big Island. Yeah, yeah they're more on Maui or yeah. Ma-
1: uh-huh. Oh, I don't some of them. Yeah. Yep. We, we definitely didn't see any.
0: <laughs> what um? Step us through the the move, line, um, I mean, probably talk about the animal animal themselves to start with. Like um, they switched on. Yes, Yeah.
2: So switched on a lot more than on. I thought, to be honest.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. So um I went over there, sort of, not definitely underestimated them. That, that's yep. definitely one thing. Definitely underestimated everything about them. Um I like hunted um like Arapara Rams in New Zealand and I sort of they are not even they're not dumb by any means, people are like us, oh, stupid um stupid um sheep or whatever they say. Um but they're not really silly at all. Well they'll they'll pretty switched on too. But I was just sorta of comparing them to them. Yep. And I was like, oh, that shouldn't be too bad. And um <clears throat> so we got, got over there and well, I expected that holiday period of the um honeymoon to be really good and it was complete opposite like the holidaying was pretty average and (laughs) you know overrated definitely um and the hunting was next level like um probably 10 times better than i thought um the country was way harder than i thought the um animals were heaps more switched on like they were literally winding us and and like sighting us from six to seven hundred meters um And they'll just turn and run. Like, and like tar and that, like, you can bump them and they sort of run, you know, 50 meters up the hill and stop and look back and you can assess them and shoot them if you want. But these things, like, the moment they seen you or smelt you, they were just out of there. They'll almost like hog deer to a degree. they just, and they're about the same size. So they're just. just So they're only only small. They're tiny. Yeah, they're
0: tiny. Yeah, yep. Yeah, right. Or they look like a fair sized sort of sheep when (laughs) you're.
1: They you know, do. Yeah. When I walked up to the first one I shot, I was like, holy shit. Like, I was sort of like blown away because, yep. yeah, I was just like, I, it just was not what I expected. And that, that's what I love about these unsweet – like, you sort of, you don't really, you've never experienced it, so you don't know. Like, the first time I walked up to a tar was completely different to what I thought because you get, like, an image in your head of how they should look. And even, like, the smells and the feel and everything, like, the animal actually smells, five like, every animal's got their own smell. Yeah, yeah, quite even you don't even think that when you're thinking about the hunt so like you'll walk up to any deer or tar or buffalo or anything and you have to like geez these things smell yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: like an immediate like like, oh i forgot about that like
1: exactly yeah yeah so like and like their their legs and their hooves and that like stuff you don't look at in a photo like you might look at their headgear and their their color and that's what you look at but i remember the first tar i walked up to it had you know bloody tennis ball sized ankles on it like like, what, what's
0: going
1: a on here? Goat-looking thing to have massive hooves and feet. And, yeah, um, they're quite stocky too. But yeah, going back to the on they, um, they were completely different once we got up to them. Um, yeah, heaps smaller, and yeah, had their own smell and their own look and feel. And that's awesome. Yeah, cool. Excuse my ignorance.
0: Yeah. Is it rifle or bow in Hawaii? Is it only? only uh, All
1: rifle.
0: All right. Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: So, yeah. To be honest, I think if we had a bow, we would have come home empty-handed. Really? Um, They're that full on?
0: I might
2: have been
1: lucky. Missy might have. Like, Missy's one, she shot it like 50 metres in the thick stuff when we're like walking through like this real thick stuff. But, you yeah, know, that was probably the only animal we've seen. That was close. Inside sort of like, what, 200, 300 metres? Oh,
2: that first one, the I missed the first egg. Oh, yeah. The, that was
1: close too. Yeah, Yeah, the first one was pretty close, but Missy just um, taken a face plant, headbutted a rock.
0: <laughs> Dude, now come on, Nick. Did you give any kind of support or were you just charging up that mountain?
1: I was, I was charged up, man. Like, we're going to go. <laughs>
0: Let's
2: Missy. Go, and then, uh, every time, how many
0: times much time you me. wanted to flog him, Missy? I'll tell you that right now. Uh,
2: there, there was a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: no was that's unreal. I mean, you know, it just goes to show there's so many little different hunts out there that well, I guess we probably don't even uh think about. I just. Yeah, you know, the Muflon one, I just, yeah, you know, that's something that something probably doesn't, you know, you think of why they, they talk about these axes or the chiddle deer so much or the, you know, yeah. they, they chase a few hogs over there. But, yeah, that's just another example that, um, you know, I'd and obviously being switched on as they are.
1: Yeah, and that's what really intrigued me too, the fact that there wasn't a heap of information. Like, I really looked into it um, pretty hard um, for like nearly two years and yep. it was, yeah, near impossible to do it and, um yeah, that, that made me even keener. The fact that not many people seem to do it. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's pretty foreign. Foreign, really. Like you yep. go to a place that you got no idea. Um, yeah, really intrigued me. And yeah, it was insane.
0: So, from a logistics point of view, were they pretty easy going over there, or did you? Ha- is it just like anywhere else you travel?
1: Um, what do we get? We had to get a, We had to get a hunting license. Um, it was a bit of a bit of a. Drawn out process, but like we had to, we borrowed a gun over there, yeah, um, yeah, because yeah, I really couldn't be bothered, especially because was on our honeymoon, we couldn't be bothered dragging a gun around <laughs> with us for you know a week through the cities and um, all the rest of it, but yeah,
0: because um, you were that wrapped yep. to be doing the holiday, like you were so excited for that,
1: yeah. For the last day I was like, I want to go home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Missy, um, did you enjoy the holiday, mate?
2: Yeah, I loved it. It was a lot different to what I had expected, especially hunting the And I was like, yeah, Hawaii, this is going to be tropical, real rainforesty." No. Nah. Sort of not like that. <laughs> so very rocky, volcano and Yeah, it was pretty. It was, oh, and thick bush, like really thick bush.
1: Like <laughs> impenetrable. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yep.
0: It doesn't look like, I mean, I've only been in Maui, so I've, I went there for a wedding there a few years ago and we just literally went to the resort. You live in the resort and you go back to the airport. But, you know, so I don't I don't know if they compare at all, but, you know, they. it is different country. You expect, like, very lush, tropical, yeah. but it's not. Like, it's quite yeah. barren, and really. Whole, I, mean, I
2: expected really hot weather because I was so glad. I was arguing with Nick the day before we left. I said, yeah. I don't need a jumper. I don't need a jacket. Like it's Hawaii. It's hot. I'm not carrying all this extra crap. <laughs>
1: I said, look, I think I think you better take a jumper just in case. Yep. And I'm not joking. I think we wore our jumpers every single day because yep. you, you'd start off down low and it'd be well, like 38 degrees, really hot. By the time you got up high, like where the sheep were, you'd be like freezing, like. You know, rain and just it was a lot like New Zealand, just a lot of moisture in there, and you just yeah, it's right ex- absolutely saturated. And, and then that um, breeze on you, yeah, and then yeah. the breeze on you, and then yeah, it was um, it was full on. But even um, going back to like looking into that hunt, like I had very very little expectation. Like I was like, I'd love to shoot one, but yep. at the same time, I was like, I'm just going to take it on board and like you know just enjoy it. And um, yeah, it sort of just pay dividends really like the last day literally the last day we hunted for three days and i was absolutely buckled like um i'm reasonably fit and like the last day i was so knackered i could barely walk like yeah um because you're walking on like lava and it's all crumbled up and everything's different size different shape and you're always slipping and always twisting and my me, me feet and me my legs were absolutely jelly. Like we're doing yep. nearly 10Ks a day on foot, which doesn't sound much, but when you're in that country, like. Yeah, it's
0: 20 to 30,
1: isn't it? Oh, it is. It's, and, and it's hard. Like, um, yeah, last day I was that jellyfied. I was literally, I was looking forward to the end of the hunt, but I had, I had, I had an animal in mind that I, really, I just wanted a big, mature, heavy horned, just an old brute of a um, ram. And I'd seen one the day before. And um, I was like, I'd love to get that, but, you know, I'd already shot like a younger one, and um, I was like, I'm happy happy with that anyway. Yeah, and well, literally, I well, we walked at 10k's, done a massive loop, hadn't seen a sheep, and we got right back down to where I'd actually taken my jumper off in the morning where we walked on to like the lava flow where they are. And um, I'd hung that in a tree, like, and I was just like, I'll pick it up on the way out rather than carrying extra weight because me, my shoulders were sore, my hips were sore, <laughs> sore, and everything was sore. I, I was really sore, and um, yeah, well, probably, uh I reckon about 200 metres from me jumper, and I like, pretty much given up. Like, it's like, yep, hunts over, last day, that's it. Like
0: Had a blast, yeah, all good. Yep,
1: had a blast, and we looked over, and my eyes were fell out of my head, like literally 20 metres from me jumper, there was this massive ram just walking, like chasing two um, ewes, and I was just like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> grabbed the gun, and I'm like trying to get it, because like, he was like, No, heading straight to the thick bush, and once you're in the bush, you're gone. Like, it's game over, eh? Like, I don't know how to hunt that bush over there. I don't even know if the people that hunt over there know how to hunt that bush. It's ridiculously thick. And um, trying to get, like, a rest on a rock or a tree, it was about, yeah, 180, 200 metres sort of thing. And and anyway, it was just about to walk into the bush and I just took a pretty average shot, half lean, and had a bike on it and I had one leg on the rock and I just sort of just, like, used that as a half rest and, yep. yeah, hit, hit him perfect and he just spun around and, yeah, ran 10 yards and fell over. And, yeah, I was just ecstatic like
0: that's got unreal. over
1: to him and the first thing I done like I literally got to him and just ripped my shoes off because my feet were so bloody sore like I just couldn't bear having my boots on for another minute like you yep, were yep, just, you're just done <laughs> yeah, yeah I just sat down and just like soaked it all in and just like yeah
2: um, that's
0: I unreal Missy did you shoot one other?
2: yeah yep. I missed one the first day so i had just taken a really bad fall I nearly like knocked my front tooth out. <laughs> like, and um, as with Nick's all that dragging camera,
0: you up the uh, volcanic bloody yeah, he's ash. Just
2: like, jump up, you will be fine. I'm like out <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: both the hands, both oh, arms.
2: Mong- you're a muggle. So I had to have a five minute cry break, and then I sort of got back up, and then we sort of heard a little bit of commotion, and this. Um, the like mouflon was like running, sort of towards us. He must have thought maybe we're another one since I was being so loud. (laughs) And and then the like he's like shoot it, shoot it. And we're like, (laughs) and pick up the gun and I shot it and I missed it. And um, sorry, I was a little bit upset after that after falling over and missing it.
0: Yeah, it's a double whammy there.
2: (laughs) Double whammy. And then we sort of powered up the hill and Nick shot one that day. Um, so that was really cool. And then the second day we went and we, we spotted a fair few. So, yeah, probably, so, saying,
1: probably saying 20 or 30 the second day.
0: Um, is there a lot of them? Like is it like to you, like you see groups of them or are they pretty?
1: We're well, seeing like groups of five and six and yeah, like nearly every group a little bit like Fallow, you know, like every group had their – well, they were running at the time. Okay. Um, every group had like a ram with it or, yeah, you know, you there might it. be two rams in every group sort of thing. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, but we're saying – probably seeing yeah, 20 or 30 the first day, like in one area that we hunted, which was like a pretty big area, and then we bro, seen 20 or 30 the second day, which was the second area, and then the third day we hunted both and we seen none. Well, that, that was just how quick they switched on. Yeah,
0: right, so um, someone was in the area.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, we were walking through. They're obviously leaving our scent there, and um, we'd obviously fired shops both days as well. And they, they just disappeared. Like, they just rem- uh, reminded me of hog deer. Yep. Like as soon as there was a bit of pressure, they just went to ground and you know vanished. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, pretty pretty switched on.
2: So I bumped one the like while we're walking sort of up, and then uh, we were glassing and we saw a mob of them on top of the hill. So it really pushed our bums to really get up there. And then I was take, about to take the shot and then they winded us and they worked. Oh,
1: yeah, they just they literally just ran from like 250 metres full steam to about 1.2 k's. Like, really? They yeah. Just, yeah, they just did not stop. Like, Do they get hunting months.
0: pressure? Or like like is it something that they get every year, like all the time, or is that they're just freaky little well, bastards? I
1: found well, I really don't know because I like, we didn't see anyone, but yeah. um, we found bullets. Like, I found a couple empties, a couple loaded ones, I found dead sheep. Yeah, right. Um there was a lot of other people being in there, so um actually found we found a lot of rubbish, didn't we? Like yeah. bottles and just people not taking their rubbish out. Yeah. Um, so they must get a bit of pressure, but they're still I was saying, I reckon it would have been three really good rams. Okay. Um, but that was, that was about it, really, out of, say, 60 sheep.
0: Yeah, rocker. Okay. yep. That's pretty good for three days hunting, though. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely doable if you, like, have a crack. Like, yep.
0: yep. Uh, sorry, Missy, we keep taking over so your story.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Get you so after, yeah, that second day and um the once the top winded us, I was like... like pretty exhausted, and I was just like, okay, look, I think I've had enough, I'm good, like, we're about to start heading down the mountain. And I said, look, I've had the opportunity to shoot one on the first day and I missed it. I'm so content, I've really had a great time. So that was me, and then we're walking down, um, down the mountain, and there's so many cool things, cause it's like a whole heap of lava, there's heaps of interesting things to look at along the way. And we're walking and walking, and then I just get, stop. We're like, <laughs> and there's one there. And I was like, oh, my God. Like this was God saying, Mariska, if anything, you deserve it now. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> You've done the hard work. <laughs> yeah. So Nick, I couldn't, well, I had to take a free arm shot. And um, Nick was like, okay, well, I'll be a rest. So I blew his eardrum out. So
1: yeah.
2: rested up on his shoulder.
0: <laughs> Fuck him. He should have picked you up when you fell over.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I shot it and uh, it was a little bit far back but I know I hit it because I heard the connection yeah. and everyone was very confident that I did actually hit it so that was 50 metres away and we're looking, we see hair and we're looking like it must have took us about what half an hour yeah. to find it and we found this tiny speckle of blood and then nothing and then, I'm oh my God, I can smell that. And um, it was the smell of its gut back. Yeah. Well, like it's sort of just a tiny bit far back. Um, so we sort of followed that. So it was like a hound. And I was like, no <laughs> <laughs> And then we found it. I was so ecstatic. And I was just. Relieved. It was crazy. It yeah. was, yeah, I really loved it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's de- awesome. Definitely a proper, proper hunt, eh? Like something you work hard for. yeah,
2: And they found a really good deadhead
1: yeah, on was, the way.
0: Run, yeah. yeah, right. yeah, yep. Yeah.
2: So that was close to where I shot mine, which look had, uh, looked like it had been there for quite some time.
0: So obviously going into that, both of you having no ex- expectations to come out of it, you know, pretty damn, yeah. you know, stoked with, with three days of hunting it. You know, is it something you go back and do again or you like tick that off and like, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that?
1: Um, I'd, I'd definitely do it again. Yeah. But I've got like a lot of other things I want to do. So yeah, it's, gotcha. it's hard because you only got so much time and cool. so much money and you've got to sort of prioritise, like keep ticking things off. But it's definitely, yeah, definitely something I'd do again.
0: Yeah, that's cool. It
2: was definitely fun.
0: So coming back home, I mean, what's, I guess, what holds closest to you both, I mean, Missy, you've you've shot a few things near. You know, what's what's your favorite favourite sort of animal to, to chase near?
2: Well, I like fallow deer. Um, but I am um, always after a really nice red deer. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs>
2: well, I've shot a really nice one, but I want one with a mane, so I'm being oh, a oh. little bit more selective now. Jesus.
0: <laughs> Nick, Jesus.
1: That's
0: so why I'm grounding your beard out a bit. People <laughs> hearing me now. Nick, Nick's running. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there. It's 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 PG rated. This
2: one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'd love to go the Northern Territory and um, yep. get a buff. Chase
0: would be buff. Next on my list. Oh, well, I, we, well we did have that plan with a why well, did for a mutual buddy of ours, Frosty, but I don't know how that's going to go with our runner at the moment. But anyway, we'll see what goes on.
1: Yeah. Hopefully I lift this travel ban
0: oh.
2: the next uh, six to twelve months.
0: <laughs> yeah, would be would be freaking handy. What about you, Nick? What's bloody what's on the top of the list for you, mate? And working down.
1: Oh pretty much oh, the next thing. Oh, I want to shoot a bang tang. Yep. So that'll be the next thing or pretty much one of the last things left in Oz. So they one of them I want to shoot a camel as well. Yep. So they're pretty much the last two things I really want to get, um in Oz. Um What's your, yeah. five,
0: what's your favorite deer species?
1: Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> Come on. Um, oh, I don't know. I love them all Like, I love the fellow on the run. Like, I just love getting in there and playing with them in the thick stuff, like yeah. calling them in and
0: stirring the shit uh, out of them.
1: Yeah, stirring them up and, yeah, watching them. Like, I'm pretty lucky having them close to home. I can watch yep. them grow year after year. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I get a lot of satisfaction out. It's sort of where, like, dad and I sort of start hunting them. I think he got his first access to phalo and reds when I was eleven, mm-hmm. um, and I was just hooked ever since. So yep. we sort of grew up really with it on our back doorstep. So um, yeah, I don't know it's just me go to deer around here, and but I, I really like everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I, love, I love. I'm the like days. you, mate.
0: I, I just I go for whatever I'm chasing at the time. They're my best. They're my favourite. Like, it's, I've yeah, got to admit yeah. though, the the samba, and I don't know how far how far are you guys from samba country. Uh, we can see him from a house, so. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm sticking my <laughs> finger up right out. now, everybody. But uh, <laughs> yeah. no mask let me travel. Um,
2: well, I think much S- Samba no, have
0: probably got more... Like, since Hunting with Joshie Rogers, I don't know what it is. Like, I, I don't know whether it's just the ghostly kind of like side to them. I, I don't know what it is about them. I just. I oh, know they've got like just this little weird missing piece that no one seems to be able to work out.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, they don't yeah. rut, they don't
0: rut, they don't like any noise. Like they rut, but they don't sort of, you know, Fallon Reds can really give up their way in a certain oh, way. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome for us as far as a, a hunt goes. Like, you know, something roaring its head off or croaking its guts out in the gully for three days before you get onto him. Like that's pretty awesome. But I know the mysterious, yeah. mystical stuff about the Sam has got me. I don't know.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, no, they're pretty good. It's funny because they do—they're pretty smart, but then they do some pretty silly
0: things. Stupid shit. <laughs> oh, I say that about myself too. Like I'm pretty smart, but fucking do some dumb shit. But, it, um, it's, yeah. no, I guess it's like all deer in it. Like I mean, it's just like hogs. Like obviously, everybody knows. Like I, I you know, I love the old boar. You know, because he's very yeah. switched on. He's a smart boss He knows. Like, do some dumb shit. Like soon as it gets to a rut, you know, it's him and five others. Screaming their guts off, fighting their guts off in the middle of the day. You're like, you idiot. Like, no yeah, one would ever yeah. see you unless you did that. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. You know? That's the that's a, that's a thing too. Like, a lot of people's perception of deer, like, especially like the newer, or should I say newer? or Say it. Yeah, newer hunters um, that sort of have just walked into it now when there's deer everywhere and they're, mm. they're quite easy to come across now, like, like opposed to sort of 10 cool. years ago or 15 years ago. Um. Everyone's like, "Oh, deer are dumb, rah, rah," but like, they're not dumb. They just they just get caught out. And the yep. thing is, the big bucks and the big stags and like the big mature animals, like all the people saying this, generally don't get many big mature animals. Like, mm. you know, they're, they're gauging the does and the spikies and all the young silly ones. Yep. But um, a, a, any species, any like any mature deer, like, is, is a good challenge. Yeah, I definitely.
0: I mean. You nail it on the head. I mean, any kind of mature, like, and we use that word quite broadly now, but that also means brain experience, doesn't it?
2: Oh, you know, I It's just like, yeah.
0: you know, someone that's 60 year old versus a 25 year old, like, they've obviously experienced a lot more in life. What they've yeah. done with that is another story, but, you know, they, they're always going to see more hunters, different seasons. You know, I'm um, talking, you know, obviously went out with Warra out west there last year, and we we're talking about stuff that grew up on. Uh, river country like pigs that grow up in river country that are born there versus stuff that's traveled down the river through droughts and that like the ones that are born there when it's all wet as soon as it goes dry they don't know what to do and they just literally die like they they actually don't know where to go (laughs) where the ones that have traveled to there in good and bad seasons they they seem to survive and get these big old boars in the middle of a drought with not a piece of water and this this thing healthy as fat as mud you're like how does that even survive yeah.
1: yeah. news. Well, that's like, yeah, all, all the mature deer that we're chasing, like, with the hunting pressure, like, um, all the outside hunting pressure, like, they're super nocturnal. Like, mm. the big boys are like, you know, right on first line and right on last side Like, I, I spent nearly 30 hunts after one one particular buck and it took me yeah, about 30 hunts to actually catch up with him because there was a couple of times I've seen him right on daybreak just moving back into the bush and I couldn't quite tell if it was him or not. Yep. And I was 95% sure, but... I Couldn't take a shot And um, But yeah Like eventually end up slipping up And I just waited Like I had a real bad Spell of weather Like I think it was Like nearly seven or eight days Of just horrendous Wind and rain And there was one One day Where it was going to be clear And I obviously got out there And yeah Waited And yeah And he slipped up He was just out For an extra five minutes But that's, that's what it took all. To get him So
0: From from a If you, if you can remember um, Like did he make A lot of room uh, Sort of a lot of room A lot of noise yeah outside like you know when he was in that clear country right before he disappeared did he make much noise then or did he make much noise when he went back into the thick country
1: nah so that was post rut so there you go um, he turned up after the rut um,
0: and you didn't see yeah. him through the rut
1: No, nah, no. Nah. so we we shot well last year I think we shot four or five bucks off that place and only one was in the rut Right. so yeah. um, I just hunt them all year round and that, that's the thing too a lot of people have a perception like oh the rut's here let's go hunt fellow and reds like the best hunting is outside the rut, I reckon, because there's no one else out there chasing them. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like, well, you know,
1: like, yeah. yep. you know, after the rut, the deer are out feeding up pretty hard, and like you can catch out like the mature bucks as well, like straight after the rut, trying to put condition back on. Just mm. you know, they stay out that extra five or ten minutes. Or so, um, I've hunted, I've hunted reds and fallow in South Australia, New South Wales, and and Victoria. So like, and I found they're all completely different. Like, okay,
0: yeah, break that um, down, talk that talk that through, because obviously it's – Shitloads of blokes sort of all over the place listening um yeah what, yeah. what was the so, what's the main pointers between that you reckon from um, your from your experience
1: yeah yeah so like i'm no expert on any of this
0: none of us are mate.
1: but um yeah like the ones down here like they're, they're not in big numbers so like a, a big mob of deer here is 20 yeah. like if you say 20 deer here that's that's a pretty good mob yeah, we're probably um somewhere. yeah yeah like i've been to places up new south wales and south australia and you might say 200 deer in them, like, Mm -hmm. um, and and they seem to just hang out in paddocks all day. Like, I don't know where the big bucks go, but they don't seem, like, they live completely different. I think maybe Habitat or it's Open, I don't know, but they seem to, I'm not an expert on ones in other states, but they seem to stay out in the open a lot and you can glass them up from afar. The ones down here, they're more like, I suppose, more bush deer, like, you know, uh, and probably the farms we hunt on, they're only two and three hundred acres. So they've got a lot of human activity around them and a lot of people shoot them. Like, yep, yep. Not, there's not too many properties around here where deer don't get shot. So they're very, um, oh, I suppose, a lot more elusive and. Switching out the noise they, they, and vehicles. Yeah, and... they rely on that cover um, and yep. they rely on getting in the cover. And it's like a rainforest type bush that we've got here. Yep. Uh, they get back in that bush and it's all over. Like, unless they're running in the bush, you, you can't stalk them in the bush. It's yep. too hard.
0: Yeah, but. They're kind of to you by like by the time you're in that thick country. By the time you see them, they've got you.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it's all over. Um, but yeah, in the rut, like I've had them nearly run me over in the thick stuff because obviously you can, you know, do a few croaks and a few doe calls, and they normally come in pretty hot. Yeah. But um,
0: do you find it's consistently the the bigger fellas don't rut much, or you just uh, don't get the chance to? Obviously, we none of us can spend yeah every day of the rut out there, but. Yeah um you know a lot of the a lot of the guys that i sort of that i would class the guys that are pretty knowledgeable on them um yeah without name dropping people but you know they've spent a lot of time around deer. you know they always sort of say 13th 14th of april like you know starting to really get in the, the middle yeah, of yeah, april
1: but you, you know they saw sort,
0: sort of the bigger deer sort of come into that kind of range where but they only could be there
1: yeah day or two it. or
0: that's it they're gone
1: yeah, I, I totally agree. So, like, I, I, I literally I'm, – I'm really lucky with working that. So I can hunt nearly every day of the week. So, um, like, leading up to the rut, there'll be heaps of young bucks running around, croaking their heads off, being all silly, running around in paddocks and rounding up the hind or the does and, yep. you know, think they're the boss. Um, and they, unfortunately, get shot a lot because people call them a cowl stag or, you know, a malform or, you know, an yep. old stag yep. going backwards. And the, in actual fact, it's generally just like a – a two or three-year-old that just hasn't had a chance to mature and actually like grow his antlers out. Yep. Especially
0: um, with the drought that have been like, I'll tell that story in a minute, I'll keep you going, but yeah, the drought's yeah, been a big yeah. one for us this year.
1: Yeah, so down here, it didn't even it didn't even go dry. Like it's just been green all year round. Yeah, and, gotcha. Um, so like there, there's no, no excuses there. Like the deer still grow pretty big. But yeah, so I, I find all the young ones sort of come in early and, you know, try and act like the boss and then, um yeah like you're saying they'll be like that two three sometimes four day period and they'll like it it'll just hit a whole new degree of rut like it goes from you know just hearing one or two bucks here and there to you're walking to a galley system and they'll be like you know 10 15 bucks all croaking their heads off like Mm -hmm. you know the majority Mm -hmm. of them are young deer but there'll be you know one or two big ones and they'll be holding the does yep um and that's you know i shot one last year it was about eight years old um big Big flame head. Um, I like had massive clefts in both sides. It was pretty cool deer. Yeah. Um, but I'd seen him like three years earlier and hadn't seen him since. So Really? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Like he'd
1: just been MIA for three years and I just thought he'd been shot. And, um, yeah, literally I looked back through everything I had and it turned out it was, yeah, I think it was three three years um, and like a week or something to the to the day that I shot him to when I last seen him. And Jeez. it was only 100 metres apart. So... It has a
0: show, man. I mean, if you've if you've got the ability to look after some country, and yeah, not to get political on this, but if you have that that chance to look after some country and watch your year over a couple of seasons, it's amazing what will come out of it. Oh, um, 100 percent. Yeah, know, yeah. And and look, I love love seeing guys shoot year in that. Like that's you know, everyone gets excited but, you know, I, I'm with you, you see the coal, the, you know, I've got a cold deer or, you know, I've shot this for, you know, it was a stick head or whatever. Yeah, just like, you're like, like oh, I don't um, know but, I, I say to a lot of people, like I
1: do say like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that but like, if you want to shoot a small deer, Judith. shoot the small deer and just say, yeah, I wanted to shoot a small deer. Like, Don't don't make it out like you're doing the world a favour and, you know, oh, I shot this car back. Like, just embrace it for what mate, you've done. Like, don't make an excuse.
0: I'm going to be very honest, mate. No, no. Last, not last week and the weekend before, I pulled back. I, to, I tried to shoot a spike and I shot about a foot over its back, man. I still don't know what happened. I don't think I've ever missed a deer. And I'm yeah. just, I haven't shot one for a long time <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Whatever deer comes close to me, I'm shooting it and I shot about yeah. six inches over its back. I don't know what, I, I think I actually hit the trigger on the halfway pulling back, but <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what going on, but mate, that was me. I, if anyone had asked me, I was like, yeah, I was shooting a deer. Like I yeah, made, yeah. haven't shot anything that long. I was just like busting to kill something and like, obviously I was going to, you know, I, I actually had the rifle with me to, to shoot something, but this was first thing in the morning. So I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not going to blame the rifle now. Like potentially, yeah, I was chasing reds at the time, so I didn't want to scare everything yeah. out of the valley. But yeah, if I yeah. had any time again, I would just slam the thing with a rifle. But anyway,
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been meeting a few young fellas around here, like locals, and um, yeah, like they've been getting in the deer hunting. They're they're pretty green, really, and like I've been showing them like what what they can get to, like you know what like trophy potential was, like because yep. they're after they're after one for the wall. And like I said, I'm like you know I just explained on what a young deer looks like and what an old deer looks like, going off their body size and their chest depth and. Just everything in general, let alone the head. Like, like yep. you, you can pick a mature animal without even looking at the antlers. Yep. Like, um, yep. and yeah, they've all. Oh, two of them have shot pretty nice deer this year already, and um, yeah, it's really good to see. Like, pass on a bit of knowledge, and it's all we yeah, can do, it's mate. Is,
0: is just do our part. You know, that's that's all you can do. And um, obviously, you're a little bit like me. You you learnt that way, but you know, and saying that at the same time, when I know when we started, we didn't have deer. So we've had to learn this as well. Like I, I've been posting yeah. a bit of stuff on Instagram, you know, just me first, my first rut, so-called rut, if you want to call it. I think 2011 was like I sort of seen a few deer and heard one's grunt and that, but I didn't I had no idea what I was doing. And I would bow on it since I was, you know, 10 years prior to that again, but I hadn't had, yeah, had yeah. any familiar, familiarity with deer. And then 2012 was, you know, a bloody ripping year. It was all about property access, obviously. And I sort I've been posting for, you know, my first buck was an absolute giant and I've seen nothing ever since. And you had no no idea what I shot <laughs> at the time. And but you that's know, you right. you learn from these things and you know, and I guess, you know, having the ability of what we have now as far as knowledge and sharing and if we can set someone up like you just have, I think I think that's great. You know, we got some I got some lads that was just texting me the year before and um they're doing it a bit tough. You know, they're sort of saying, Oh, you know, knowledge, we're not sure. And I said, mate, you're learning more right now than if you had a shot something the first day said, you're yeah. you're out in the bush. You you're learning all the all the mistakes that we make, and um yeah, it's going to be pretty quick to sort of pick that stuff up. And yeah, next year is going to be a whole nother thing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. What um you know, moving moving towards you know what you want to do in the future. You, you mentioned painting and and stuff like that. Have you have you got any sort of well, the European stuff and that's starting to get pretty crazy, especially with Benny Solaris sharing a lot of his knowledge. has any of that <laughs> caught your attention?
1: yeah some of them um yeah some of them big fellow bucks are sort of pretty tempting eh? <laughs> I, was, <laughs> so, I was thinking
0: along those lines when you said the fellow you can't get past them with a with a rut but like, yeah
1: they're, yeah they're sort of um, yeah they're definitely in, in the back of my mind they're ticking away so yeah That'll maybe the next year or two
0: Yep. um are you still doubling the bow on that like you sort of you're 50 50 oh or...
1: a little bit like when we oh, i want to go back and do or well, depends on what this corona situation ends up chucking us but um yeah, as soon as this is over, I'm gonna head back up and hunt buff again and yep. get to take the bow then. Um, yeah for sure. Yeah, I'd love, to, love to shooting a buff with a bow, so yep. Yeah. I haven't used it for a while though, to be honest. Like I shot a few shot a fair few fallow and a couple of Samura and that with it, but yep. sort of um iron oh, goats and pretty much everything else you can hunt. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I sort of go in and out phases of it.
0: Yeah, you're probably a little bit. Oh, I know Josh Rogers says it pretty good. He said, "Oh, it's a tool for me." He said, "I'm going hunting. And it's a tool that I use." So, he uh, yeah. he just picks up what he's feeling good at the time with. But um...
1: I found I found honestly, I found when I was carrying the bow, I was nearly taking well, a lot of opportunities as they come. Like yep. if I was out hunting a doe, walk past at twenty meters, I'd, I'd shoot her and you know, <laughs> yep. pack her out, and you know the hunt was over. The hunt was done. Yeah. So, like I found just because it was you know. It was awesome. Like it was great to take an animal with the bow. Like it's just a bit harder. And but then, like I said, trying to shoot a few bucks and that, and you know, passing up all the does and that sort of thing. But like I found, like my expectation with the bow, like if it, if a two hundred bottle walked past with the bow, I'd definitely arrow it.
0: It's gone. But like,
1: <laughs> you know, I want to shoot like two twenty pluses with the gun. So it's like, you know, if I go shooting all two hundreds with the bow, then you know. Well, not all of them, but like, you know, I know the boxer hunt, like I'm watching, you know, three or four bucks a year and they're lucky to make it through to the next year to be able to shot. So if I, if I get an arrow one, that's one less that's going to make it through to, yeah. Yeah. you know, you're 220.
0: Of, you're trying to manage something that's hard to manage, but you're trying to manage it the best you can at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. So um, I just sort of rather focus on yeah bigger, mature animals with the gun and sort of, I don't know, take the bow if I want to shoot a meat deer yep. or something or make it hard to shoot it's a meat deer. It's
2: definitely different experience like hunting with a gun and hunting with a bow.
0: Missy, have you done much with a bow, mate?
2: Um, I phase in and out like Nick. I shot a buck with it, what, maybe like four years ago?
1: Yeah, three or four years,
2: yeah. Yeah, so I actually called this buck in myself with um, – Proud moment. Very proud moment because <laughs> Nick had shot a deer yeah, and I, was... <laughs> I was about
1: to start caping my buck and
2: she started mucking her in. <laughs> I had the the rattlers out and I was going with the antlers and making some deer noises that were definitely not deer noises at all. We've all been there, like, mate. Yum!
0: I'm Yum! still doing it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they were more like a cat slash deer. Awesome. and um, you know, I had two bucks actually run into me and I was at full, full draw for a while. And then I heard another one and I spun around and I ended up, um it was about what a good like ten minutes that I was on full draw and my hand started to become a little bit shaky and I was steadied up and I ended up releasing the arrow as a perfect shot. And um we actually never found him. There was heaps of blood and stuff, so and that was so disheartening. But um like it was so crazy. I was he was like ten meters away.
0: Yep. Yeah I think that it's got a lot of pull that most of us that that are, I guess, passionate the bow hunting stuff. Um, yeah, it's all about that close encounter stuff. You know, you probably didn't, you don't really you do it for any other reason, only that you are getting in so so damn close. But it, yeah. uh I mean, I've got a it, You know, um, a couple of weeks ago, I took my young fellas out and in Iceland. That's the very first deer. It's one of the very. I mean, I've shot plenty of rabbits and foxes with a rifle, but I bought a two seventy sort of last year, and um, you know that was the first deer I've ever shot with a rifle. And I was yeah. I was pretty bloody proud. I've got to be honest, and I, I didn't mind slamming that thing at two hundred, and the thing fell on the spot. I go, yeah, that was yeah. all right. <laughs> it was, it was sort of kind of half relieving, you know. You don't know, sort of, you know. And the best thing was I had my young fellas there, and I went and sort of, you know, they were just. I had to tell them to stand aside because I'm like I was never going to cut them with a an knife, and I'm, open, I'm 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 dropping the guts out of this thing, and you know, because I was just going to you know butcher it back in. i was like boys you gotta i'm talking you know six and four and a half like they're exactly like <laughs> mate they were just in it they're like oh dad look at that oh dad is that <laughs> is that its heart i'm like yeah so I, I thought well i should probably you know which i did i took the moment to say well you know this is how it all works and mate talk about like fascinated I was amazed because yeah. I, I thought especially my youngest one Nixon he's mad as a cut snake That's he's Superman he's everything Superman or Catboy or whatever he does but you know but the yeah just being so in I'm like if I had have worried about shooting that with a bow and mucked around and didn't get a stalk like I just wouldn't have seen all that so from my point of view the success was on the ground doing that with the boys whether I shot with the bow or off I didn't give a shit like it was just that part yeah, was done yeah. and and, uh, but I was pretty, yeah, I was pretty pumped actually. I've, I've been looking at it again in the, in the safe there. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get that back out real soon. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's Yeah,
0: go. That was real good. So, what, Um, I mean, it's, not, well, we've got a little bit of time left in the rut, but have you, and you I know it's a little bit hard to say this this year, but, um, did you have much plan on what was what twenty twenty was going to look like, or um,
1: yeah, it's looking a lot better than it is now. <laughs> yeah,
0: just I know it's hard, but you know what sort of was in the works and, and and potentially may still happen if if all things plan out.
2: We had a well, we're going to go to Queensland and hunt some Reds. Yep. Uh, last weekend, but obviously the board is shut and we're all in isolation so that was difficult. But luckily we have deer in our own backyard, so we've just been
1: it's going on the fellow.
2: Nick more than me because I've been working heaps. But
1: yep. Yeah, we wanted to oh, – we had heaps of like stuff semi-lined semi, semi lined up, like nothing in concrete, but, yep. yeah, it was going to be a pretty busy year, but, yeah, sort of all sort of, you know, fell apart, which is sort of good that we didn't have any of them properly booked because otherwise, you know, flights and all that sort of stuff would have fell through, but mm. – um, yeah, we had, oh, we're going to head over there, say, and try and get up north again and we're going to try and fit in another trip to New Zealand. But, yep. uh, yeah, sort of nothing really at the moment. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's all a bit of a waiting game at the moment. It's, I mean, it, it's frustrating but at the same time it's allowed us to catch up and, you know, chat and um, i have sort of a little bit more committed now because I've got the time to be able to do it. And I had a yeah. work work meeting this morning and they're trying to – Trying to get us back to some kind of routine and get some kind of normality back into, you know, getting us back in the office every, you know, week on week off sort of thing until hopefully things normalise to some point, whatever that looks like. But um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely throw the old honey out, you know, you a bit of a spiral. So you know. yeah.
1: I- I had a chat to the boss today and I said to him, as soon as this stuff's over, like it goes on for six months or whatever it goes on for, I said, we're jumping in the car and we're d- I'm taking three weeks off and we're just going to drive and hunt.
0: Yep. All
1: right. <laughs> got, to, got to get our fix. <laughs> oh,
0: mate, it's, it's amazing sort of, I've been on the phone a few times and, and probably need to return a few more calls, but it, it's amazing how much it plays your head. Like when you don't, oh, like yeah. you sort of work for the, especially around the rut and that kind of stuff, you know, do something as hunters, you know, hunting deer and, for us that have done it for so long, you know, something that we kind of work towards, you know, each year, and it's you know so it's a couple of weeks yeah. that you sort of fixate on. So to have that taken away from you, yeah, it's yeah. uh it's a weird bloody feeling. I've got to be honest, it's sort of not yeah definitely not totally happy with it. I've got to be honest, but um we're yeah. we're pretty
1: fortunate. Like we've got um like a few deer on our place, so it's sort of you know in our backyard pretty much. So we're you know dabbling in a bit of it, but it's nothing. Nothing compares to like being able to have the freedom of traveling out to your good blocks and yeah. hunting the deer and yeah, sort of yep, bit uh, bit punishing really. Yeah, I'll, be,
0: I'll say that. But uh, well, Missy, you know, in in, uh, in final words, mate, um, you know, coming from someone that did not know what a gun was apart from criminals and what was it? criminal and police <laughs> <laughs> bad guys. Um, what's your sort of words moving forward to to the, the women in hunting out there and, and maybe from another point of view is for partners of, you know, maybe wanting to include everyone a little bit more in the hunting. What's, what's some wise words that you could share?
2: Have an open mind. Um, do what feels comfortable with you. You don't have to give it 110% ease into it. If that's what you need to do and don't give into peer pressure. If you don't feel comfortable with something, just go, Oh, Hey, can we try it this way? Or um, I mean, I did multiple sessions just going and glassing deer and stuff like that. And then I found it super interesting to get into it like that rather than, you know, go out for my first hunt and you there, I sort of eased into it a little bit yeah. more.
0: And you reckon that helped um, a lot to where you are now, like being able to ease into it as long as you did.
2: It definitely made me a little bit more wary on like the whole hunting thing and understand it a whole lot more and appreciate it a lot more.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I definitely think it did. That's cool, Nick. From someone that, uh, well, look, you just were a hard ass and said like you either <laughs> love it or hate it. But you know, from from someone that you know, you, you it's credit to you you do a lot together and probably argue who's going to shoot a deer. Um,
1: oh, we actually, we never have that argument, eh? I no, you, you just go and shoot it. it? <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like we did have an argument about who. Well, I was trying to make Missy shoot the bigger one and she wanted to shoot the smaller one and I was getting quite frustrated. I said, hey, you got to shoot the bigger one. She's like, but I like the look of the smaller one. I said, well, the bigger one has about six points more on his head. So well, that was red deer speaking, not um, nothing else. But yeah, it was a bit, you know, got a bit heated then because we're sitting 40 metres away from them, and they're just walking past us and she wants to shoot what I thought was the wrong deer. But, that's awesome yeah we shot Stop. them both but yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'll fix that problem <laughs>
1: yeah yeah, i wasn't gonna shoot one but she shot she shot yeah. the big one and then another the one ran straight at me and stopped 20 yards so i shot him as well
0: the old, the old management schedule went out the freaking window like that day
1: <laughs> oh, it, it was 37 inches long and yeah oh yeah. shit
0: nothing wrong with that Bloody hell. yeah no i
1: still missy was i think 43 and 18 points so oh yeah, shit Pretty big deal. Well, they're not. Our they're not. They're compete.
0: not pups. That's for sure. <laughs> no, no, that's it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah.
1: The fact of actually shooting two together was pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, really, it was awesome. No, that's cool. We tr- tried doing the same thing again with fellow but we just, yeah, haven't had, to, <laughs> haven't had the opportunity.
0: <laughs> Mate, coming from you, obviously, you know, having a part of that hunts with you, um, you know, was was to keep that alive and well. Um, you know, is there anything you can share that sort of helped you?
1: Uh, yeah. Come on. Oh, well, I know. I know some of the downsides of it. <laughs> like, when you when you start going overseas and doing like hunts that you got to pay for, it costs double. Yeah, <laughs> but, and um, that hurts a bit. But no, it's, it's good. It, it's good to share the same passion and yeah, get handled together. So yeah, patience, mate.
0: Have a few more. Patience. Yeah,
1: yeah, a bit of patience. Yeah.
0: Probably goes the other way. Missy probably got to have patience for you.
1: Yeah, oh, you gotta have a bit of patience both ways, really, because yeah, you both gotta be comfortable with everything you do. And you know, I'll probably take a few too many risks sometimes when I'm sort of, you know, climbing around rock ledges and yeah, some sketchy sort of cliffs and stuff. So yeah, you sort of, I'm just like, come on, Missy, come on, do it. But, and I'm
2: there doing the risk assessment. And I'm like, definitely not
1: safe.
2: That's that
0: determination overtaking them all, and that's what that is. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's it's good, it's really good. That's awesome. Well, best of luck for what uh, what is left of the rut. Um, hopefully, they start firing off a little bit more soon. All those big fellas turn up, and
1: yeah, and we're um, be on.
0: Well, it's definitely cooling down. I mean, it's um, I mean, we're a little bit different for you guys. Obviously, mid North Coast, New South Wales, but last few more has been cold. So, um, and we usually last couple of years that we haven't got cold since until lot like May,
1: like it. So. So, yeah,
0: yeah well, i bring them on, hopefully,
1: yeah, yeah, I don't know what your cold is, but we're sort of getting like six and sevens, like
0: yeah, yeah, probably 10s, ten, or nines and tens, I think the last couple of mornings, so which is cold for us,
1: yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah we only yeah, generally, we get a few like threes and fours, yeah, and right. that that's generally when they're sort of they fire right up, sort of thing,
0: well, it's only i will revert back to that that post I was um you know twenty twelve was the the rut that I've been. You know, just tell the story again. I remember walking in frost on the first of April. Yeah, yeah. And I've never ever done. I've hunted every rut bar this year since then, and I've never been in that again. Um, yeah. Last few years, we've been in t-shirt, like literally short sleeve shirt and pants, and still sweating your ass out. Yeah, um, I shot
1: some. I shot some pretty good ones back. Oh, I'm 27 now, so probably when I was twenty. Yeah. And like. I remember that, yeah, like you're saying, it was like super frost. And like, yeah, 13, like built- 12,
0: 13, yeah, yeah,
1: yep. Yeah, yeah, it was like crunchy and like I shot, oh, there was there was big stags sort of everywhere sort of going nuts. I remember like I think it was two years in a row we had two really good ruts and <clears throat> I was passing up like 220 to 230 models yep. like looking for something bigger and um, I ended up shooting a 240 but like, yeah, that was just, that, there was plenty to pick from or like, you know, it was, Yeah. I've,
0: I've mentioned the year, and quite a few people have commented. It's like, yep, yeah, that was, you know, 12, 13 was the year. And it makes me wonder whether it was like a hunter number thing or whether it was just enough numbers that the farmers weren't caring as much to them. Where obviously in recent times, numbers have bloomed and, you know, obviously got more pressure on them and stuff like that. So maybe it's a combination of things. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I know. I know back then, like when I shot that um, 240, like, I honestly reckon. I just sort of got, you know, social media back then. I put a photo up of it and my phone nearly exploded. Like I would add fifty plus messages from people like yep. like literally calling bullshit. Like, no, way you shot that in Vic. Like, there's no yeah. deal with that in Victoria. There you like, go. Yep. Like I like went down in Gippsland, like it's not renowned for big deer, but like, you know, in the last sort of five years there's been a few good ones shot, but um back then it was sort of pretty unheard of. But they were here, they just it was like they hit a peak of like Expansion and age, and then everyone sort of got onto them, and they've just been hammered since. So it's like, I reckon the hunting pressure's got a massive, massive part to do with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once I was sort of recognised, and everyone sort of started to get on them, they they hit them pretty hard. And then you know, trying to find those eight and nine year old deer, they sort of just aren't about.
0: Yeah, it's getting hard. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. I don't want to say we've seen the heyday and you know of deer because there's definitely better hunting for other species prior to us and that kind of thing. But you know, we're we're definitely seeing a patch of them um you know those years i think for sure i mean once again access comes comes into a play but
1: yeah that's um, it. you need you need a bit of everything yeah you need one good access where no one else really has access like if you can yeah. get access soul access it's the best really um yeah. then you need like the genetics you need the feed you need the cover you need you need the age of the animals there's so many parts that come into play that yep. people don't realize and the deer move as well. So they can only, they can only walk 2Ks and they'll go through 15 different farms and, yeah. you know, those 15 farms have probably got, you know, 30 shooters on them and, yeah. you know, their chance of survive was pretty, pretty low.
0: <laughs> how, um, it's something I didn't ask you before, but especially on the fallow, because I know you've got a pretty good take on them, but how far do you reckon their range is, like a fallow buck throughout the different times of the year? How far do you reckon he'll tra- travel?
1: Uh, I don't know actual distances, but, like, the fallow, like... When we're not giving them much hunting pressure, they don't, or our ones, they I call the it ones up, move, yeah. The ones up New South Wales, um, like that have got mates up there, and they reckon, like, and I've seen them, well, they they move a long way, but the ones here, like, I've watched them grow their velvet, you know, rut, post rut, cast again, all in the same spot, yeah, like, right. like you know, it wouldn't have been a kilometre square. Um, but that that's just a deer here, which you know, probably. Different to deer in SA and deer in um, New South Wales, but I know the red deer here. They move ridiculous distances, like
2: um, crazy.
1: I've seen the same deer. Like we're in like proper mountains, like not just like flat country. And I've seen the same stag two weeks apart, fifteen kilometers from where I seen him two weeks earlier.
0: Yep, yep. And you reckon? anything? Can you can you put that down to anything or?
1: Um, not really, because it was. Like, it was post-rut both times I've seen him. Um, But I do know they move a lot from rut to velvet and post-rut. But, yeah, it was post-rut I've seen him both, like, you know, up up where he was and then down the other spot where he was. Um, But the red deer, and i say it to everyone, like, especially the ones around here, I don't know what it's like everywhere else, but the moment you shoot one, they disappear. Like, um, yeah, we've shot probably 10, 10 or so red stags, like, over the years. And every single time you kill one, like, you'll be watching them, You'll see the herd there every day, pretty much like clockwork. And then the moment you pull the trigger on one, they're gone for months. Like,
0: Interesting. Um, do you reckon? Do you reckon cause it's taken a shift out of the out of the out of the herd? Like, it's taken a number out, and they know it, or it's just a purely a oh, fright, fright scare thing?
1: I just think they don't like getting killed, eh? Like, I'd if someone was shooting yeah. at you, someone <laughs> shot you at your kitchen table, you're not going to go back and sit there, are you? Like, it's sort of you know, like
0: that. <laughs> yeah, deer aren't
1: super dumb, like. Um, people sort of don't give them credit. And yeah. there's a lot of local fellas around that, you know, they go and shoot a couple of hinds and they're like, oh, I haven't seen me red deer like, on my place for like, you know, a couple of months. Yeah. It's like, well, you're shooting the girls. Of course they're going to go. Yeah, I'll like. tell you why. Yeah, they know yeah. it's not safe. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I mean, that, yeah, as simple as that might sound, it's a bloody good point. You know what I mean? They're, they've got a brain as well. As you said, they, yeah. you know, you, you don't, we probably don't give them enough credit, though. They, they, they sense danger and, you know, I know sometimes feed and that kind of stuff can overpower, you know, they have to push the band, yeah, especially yeah. in some certain seasons. But
1: so like um, I said earlier, it's so so green down here. Um, like there's feed everywhere. Like nah, they're not they they're go, not having
0: to move. No,
1: nah, they, they can they can do whatever they want. Like the only thing like that really dictates what they do is probably the rut and, and hunting pressure. Like yep. um, yeah, feed's not an issue. Um, water's not an issue. We've got Heaps of everything. Um, Cover's not an issue. There's cover everywhere. So, yeah, they can sort of do what they please to a degree.
0: Yep, yep. That's awesome. Mate, and and, uh, before I let you both go, Jared's hockey was a pretty good one. Yeah. That was a freaking cracker. Yeah, no, that
1: was a good deer. So, we've been watching him for... uh, Eighteen months or two years or something. So I'd forgotten yeah, about um, it, and you,
0: you mentioned Hoggy, and I was like, oh shit, you guys just got a good one. But you're probably lucky to slip that one in the seasons. So what's going on, too?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, like I, I had him on camera a lot last year, and if anything, I reckon he decreased in size by maybe half an inch or an inch. Yep. Um
0: what did end up going? Yeah, Length uh,
1: fifteen inches on the long side. Oh shit. Yep. So yeah, pretty pretty reasonable. dear and and he weighed um like dressed, he weighed forty. I think it was. So but he's just a good-looking like, deer
0: as well. Like he just, he looks good. Like yeah, I don't know. Yeah, love. It. Or I'm not that I'm a huge hog, per, like hog deer person. Like I don't really know that I've never chased him anything. But it just looked like a cool deer. Like he just had everything. About yeah, it. yeah. They're
1: bloody addictive. Like <laughs> <if> <laughs> you start chasing you, yeah. you get stuck on him. Hey? Yeah, I love all my time. Oh, I watched. I
0: watched. <laughs> I've watched that ballot for the last four years in a row, mate. So I'm waiting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen, I seen that deer a fair few times, and, um, yeah, Jared turned down. He, he had a couple of goes at it, and, yep. yeah, he ended up getting it. So, yeah,
0: that was great. No, he's pretty pumped with it too by the look of it, so that was, that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, that was a good deer. All right, guys, I'm going to uh, let you guys go to bed or whatever he's going to do, and I'll probably try and go and put these children <laughs> to bed that just woke up, so. But, um, <laughs> thanks okay. for, thanks for jumping on um really appreciate you both you know grabbing the time to um jumping together too it's yeah, you know, it's good to know you and I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it so much together and um don't stop don't let old rona crush your hopes and dreams <laughs> uh, rip in missy <laughs> put one over his shoulder and grab
1: I'll have a look on the
0: weekend and see how we go. Nah, sounds good, guys. Well, thank you so much. And, um, yeah, best of luck for uh, for what's come for the rest of 2020. Too easy, mate.
1: Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. See
0: ya. Thank you for listening to the Hunting Camp Down Under podcast. If you would like any information from today's show, please don't hesitate to contact us on huntingcampdownunder at gmail.com or simply hit us up on any of our social media outlets on Instagram or or Facebook. Be sure to join us next week for another awesome episode and we look forward to sharing another story from Hunting Camp Down Under. Bye for now.